Welcome to Life, Music, and the Pursuit of Answers. I'm Phil Circle. This is a little solo run episode. And this is also a blog on my website, philcirclemusic.com. This one's called 2020 Hindsight and Gratitude. Get that? 2020 Hindsight. Greetings from Chicago. Happy New Year and welcome to the Soaring Twenties. What was it a hundred years ago? The Roaring Twenties. Here's hoping you're staying comfy, safe and healthy, and looking toward a bright future. That last bit can be a bit challenging. The other things probably aren't so difficult for most people reading this. Not comfy? Yeah, grab another pillow for the couch. Trying to stay safe? Watch your step on the ice. Stay alert. Want to live healthy? Eat well, stay fit. You've got all the generalized answers. But looking toward a bright future? I know. Take off your rose-colored glasses, Phil, and get real. The world is raging around us. Well, I admit it's taken me the entire first month of this new year to get myself sorted out and goal-oriented for the rest of this new year. And that's made especially tricky as we're also looking at a new decade. I started this process of setting my goals by looking back a decade and seeing how much has shifted in my life. Uh, And it's been a lot. Like night and day. Like a seismic shift. So then, I look at the changes in the world, in our overall history, in order to gain a perspective. It's 2020. What are we looking at today? You ponder that. What were we looking at a hundred years ago? In 1920, the world had just come out of a devastating world war. It was moving into the Roaring Twenties, under prohibition in the U.S., with no idea that a massive economic breakdown was on the way, the Great Depression, followed by a second world war that was concluded by the detonation of two atomic bombs over densely populated cities in Japan that incinerated hundreds of thousands of people instantaneously. Wow. Now there is some perspective. I trust we're not headed that direction. On my studio wall, I have a picture. It's from about 98 years ago, and it's of my grandfather, Herbert Philip Wagner, and his quartet. Did these gentlemen know what was coming? I know at least two of them survived to old age. Two of the guys in the photo. There's a guy in the far right of the photo named Nils Tavares. He became a federal judge. And uh, years after the picture was taken, his homeland of Hawaii, not yet a state, was bombed and the U.S. was dragged into war with Japan and the Axis. In the picture, my gramps is holding a ukulele. He didn't actually play it. He was the tenor in the group, but they thought he should hold an instrument for the promo photos. I was named after him, 
Well, technically, I was named after the first Philip Wagner, who came to this country from Germany in 1848 or so, we think to escape persecution. His name, Philip, was then handed down. Obviously, here I am. I'm told music has been handed down through the generations as well. I know my grandpa Wagner was a recording artist, uh, although he made a living as an accountant. And my mom, Lilius Wagner Circle, was a musician, writer, and producer. My first memories are musical. I'm grateful for the upbringing and for having been bitten by the musical bug at a very early age. And speaking of grateful, speaking of gratitude, as I said, it took me a minute to get my goals together for this new year. Part of the reason was the fear of not accomplishing it. Yeah. Part of the reason was overwhelm. We all know about that. Part of the reason was a focus on what I had not accomplished in 2019 and instead of what I had accomplished. And I had accomplished quite a lot. I did accomplish quite a lot in 2019. But part of the reason that I was putting it off was I legitimately wanted a little room to look back at 2019 at a spot clear of the holiday season. Anyway, there's a lot of talk of gratitude these days. I'm aware that it can be sometimes annoying and frustrating to implement. Uh, People make it sound as if just showing gratitude will make your life all sparkly and perfect. But that's not the idea at all. The universe is not a slot machine. You don't just put in gratitude and get back good fortune. Gratitude as a mindset is more like a means for gaining perspective, really. It's like a little emotional Easter egg hunt. You walk around looking for small things that may at first be hidden from your view. Uh, When you find them, a simple kind of joy emerges. It's the reminder that you've actually got access to more than you think. It's that feeling that highlights the strength of our emotions. You can't fake gratitude to get stuff, because that's not how it works. You don't just say, I'm grateful, and stuff happens. But when your gratitude is real, it wells up inside you and motivates you to take the kind of actions that create even greater fortune in your life. Through hindsight, I recognized the power of gratitude in my life. Uh, Again. Like any of us, I need constant reminders So by surveying things with an eye for good, I saw how things are working, and it allowed me to develop a clear vision for 2020. I know it's February 10th, but you can use this stuff throughout your year, throughout your life, at any given time. Allow me to share. Sometimes it's the little things that remind us of the big changes. Sometimes it's the big things that bog us down. The world is at once a massive place that's getting smaller by the day. It can also make us feel very small. Once in a while, I'm just working my own little grind and keeping big plans for my expansive future in my overactive mind, 
while simultaneously hoping for a little more money to cover some big expense, and my little world gets upended with a great big reminder. This happened with a small show I did just before a big turn of the clock to the new year. It was the eve of the eve. That's what we called the show. The New Year's Eve Eve. The eve of the eve show. December 30th. The last little breather before the big night. I was playing to a small audience with a wonderful and diverse lineup of artists. At one point... At one point, I was musing aloud to the audience about developments over the last few years. I commented on my music being added to some best-of lists, my teaching studio and my book, each receiving awards, and that I had never really been that guy in the past, the award-winning type, that is. While I got pretty good reviews for my music, my lack of overall mainstream appeal just hadn't typically put me in the path of awards. I was filled with curiosity as to why. Then it struck me, as I stood there staring off at the back wall, wondering out loud before my audience. Gratitude was the reason. Over the last several years, I've intentionally developed an ever-deepening gratitude in my life. I switched off the complaining and finger-pointing about the industry I'm and turned on a greater appreciation for the people who do enjoy my work and the many opportunities life has given me to grow into the man that I am today. And to grow into the man that I I hope to be, for that matter. Where I lacked in the past was that, while I'd find it in my heart to thank people and really did appreciate any recognition, I also tended to promptly undermine it with a big fat butt. But I sure wish more would listen. But I can barely make a living off of so few downloads and the ever popular. But then there's that guy over there doing so much more or making so much more, etc. ad nauseum. Compare and despair. I did it regularly. I couldn't hear the compliments under the din of my screaming lack of self-worth, and that's where that comes from. It's a lack of self-worth. I couldn't find the gratitude between the weeds of my whining. I also plainly ignored the vast numbers of people who wished they were in my shoes. That's what a lack of gratitude does to you. I suppose I could point to a number of clear moments in my life that changed this. However, I see a longer arc leading to this moment. There's a process happening here. I'm still in the long, wide turn toward a clearer view of what it means to live in gratitude. I'm still working on it. In fact, I started... The blog that led to this podcast to remind myself to be grateful after a couple seemingly unremarkable days. Um, I'm a Buddhist and a musician. They call it a Buddhist practice, and we practice our music. 
In other words, we're always working on it. There's no perfection. Only a great and truly exciting journey. Moving along, here's the chronological view of this recent trend in my life. In 2016, I quit drinking altogether. I'd tried previously, but it finally became too much. I was grateful for overcoming one of my greatest demons, to say nothing of the accompanying pancreatitis and liver disease, which I also overcame. As a result of the, the massive gratitude I felt after uh, overcoming that, I reached out to share my experience anywhere I could. One of the great things about being in the arts is you don't need to keep anything from people. You're, you're welcome to share. You aren't stigmatized by your faults. You know, unless they're just really severe and you don't do something about them, you know, I guess. But not this kind of fault, let's say. So in my effort to share my experience anywhere I could, I sought out a life of giving. Uh, This had actually been the life I saw for myself as a child and a young adult, but it became buried under resentments and fears and failures none of which I could seem to contend with very well. I wallowed in and out of them for years. Now, I climbed. It truly was a day-by-day thing. Searching for good in my life and expressing open appreciation took real effort, but it just felt better, especially as it became more habitual. And it did. And remember... Habits take, you know, three months to establish themselves or to break them. In 2017, I self-published my memoir, The Outback Musician's Survival Guide, in paperback and ebook. While many of the sufferings in my life were not such a huge deal, really, uh, some were pretty intense, and like any normal human being, I often wondered... Why me? With at least a few of them. But when I read the reviews of my book, I had an answer. With both professional and reader reviews, citing the inspirational stories of grit and realism, that this is a story everybody needs to to, uh, hear, that it's a celebration of what it means to be human. These are quotes from uh, various reviews. Uh, and, and individuals contacting me to share their similar experiences. I saw the power of inspiring others through one's own hardship. It wasn't a new concept to me. I, I'd always understood this intellectually. I'd always tried to inspire others to continue through difficulty. But I wasn't exactly demonstrating it in my own life all the time. And I I think I was never totally convinced myself. Now I understood it in my heart, and therefore with my life. Gratitude. Now also in 2017, I released my little song of hope, What I Mean. I released it in November, and by the end of that same year, 
It was listed among the top singles of 2017 by NBT Music Radio, a station out of Germany, online. In 2018, then, my book received an award from the Reader's Favorite Book Awards, the Reader's Choice Awards. Um, what's really great about these things to me is that I wasn't aware they were happening. In each case, and in ones that followed, I hadn't submitted myself for anything. I just continued to share my life with openness and truth to the best of my ability, and I continued to let my gratitude grow. And of course, because growth and forward movement will include friction and pain, my difficulties also grew. Although I also had finally quit my on-and-off-again smoking habit completely, my lifelong asthma appeared to be worsening. Clearly, I was a bright guy, asthmatic smoker. Uh, a pulmonary function test and x-rays showed that I had COPD, which is chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. You can look it up. The x-ray also showed signs of an enlarged heart. A cardiac stress test, and yes, they suck, showed my heart was just about as damaged as expected for my age and past lifestyles, but was nothing to be worried about. So I was relieved to find that my heart wasn't going to give me any real or immediate trouble. But the weeks leading up to the stress test were, well, stressful. And I found, found myself emotionally very challenged by the COPD. The prospect of not being able to sing and perform live with the kind of vigor I was not only accustomed to but even known for upset me greatly. At a loss for what to do or even how to respond to the myriad feelings and fears I was experiencing, I went to a friend and senior in faith within my Buddhist organization. He was also a jazz musician through much of his life, so I guessed he'd understand my plight that much more so. He listened patiently while I pouted my way through my impending doom. Then he smiled warmly and said, Phil, as an artist, you've spent your entire career pushing against the tensions of life and responding to them, sharing your experiences through your music. That's where your art is. That's where it all comes from. Now, how is this any different? After that, we just talked about other stuff because what he said was one of the biggest duh moments I've ever had. I'm a coach. I say it all the time. Life and art are one. You cannot separate your day-to-day -day living from your work as an artist. You cannot create in a vacuum. And you also cannot escape suffering. I was grateful for a friend in faith and the clarity he brought. And I'm trying to listen to myself more often. This just makes me realize, again, more deeply the benefits of being a coach. Very often in leading others toward answers, I stumble upon solutions to my own problems. It's a very interesting reminder that we're all deeply connected and interdependent. We're moving on, in March of 2018, 
I recorded a new album. It grew from my desire to intentionally challenge every sensibility I developed as a songwriter, guitarist, and vocalist. I completely upended my tried-and-true processes. In my own head and heart, I shared a personal story of human revolution. I didn't concern myself with anything but the truth of my life in those moments. I just let it flow. I let it come out. I didn't think that much about structure. I wasn't even really sure I had how many songs. Five? Do I have five? Do I have six? Do I have four? Is one of them garbage? I didn't know. I just let myself not listen to me. I let myself flow through the process. And in March of 2018, I showed up in Los Angeles at my friend Ted Wolfer's studio. He's in a previous podcast. It was at that week of recording sessions that he and I recorded that podcast, by the way. I think it's episode two or three. I showed up in Los Angeles at Ted's studio with a couple months' worth of loosely pieced together songs. I played guitar and sang. Ted played everything else and recorded. Five days later, the album was complete. I then released it on my 53rd birthday, April 12th, 2018. Did the usual promo and moved on to my next project. I haven't gotten, well, let's say I've gotten to the point where I don't go into something going, this is the next big thing. I know better. I've been doing this for more than 30 years. You really can't predict that easily whether it's the next big thing or not. And I've come to a point where it doesn't matter to me whether it is. I just have the freedom to continue to do what I want, for which I'm also very grateful. So again, I did the usual promo of the album, as as always, and moved on to my next project. That album was Baritones 61.7. By the way, if anybody's wondering where that number comes from, that's the uh, frequency of the sound wave of, of the lowest string on a baritone guitar. So yes, I'm a big nerd. So Baritones 61.7 was included in three best-of lists in 2019. The song One More Man, about the overwhelming feeling of our shrinking world amid an expanding population, was among the top singles, again on NBT Music Radio out of Germany, who also rated the album itself among their favorites, ahead of many well-known artists. And Chicago Music Guide included the eight-minute-long diptych Simple in their Best of 2019 playlist. Diptych is a two-part song. It could almost be two separate songs, but they're connected. It just moves in a musically thematic way. That's the best way I can explain it off the top of my head. And what I say these songs are about is only what they're about to me. It's not as important to me to remind myself and other people that 
what I think a song is about has nothing to do with what, it, what I think anybody else will find in it, or should find in it, for that matter. What you hear and feel is your own story, and that's what you find in your own song. So these, when I say this song is about such and such, I'm just sharing what it was to me. So the song Simple shares the confusing and painful shifts between feeling worthwhile and worthless within moments of each other, and the way in which gratitude and perspective can calm that whirlwind. It's so very simple, though the lyrics. And it really is. And in July, after spending about eight months expanding my label, Guilt by Association Records, I brought my first two new artists to Chicago. Now, I fund the label through Patreon and a little online store, and the artists keep all their proceeds. This is uh, another way I show gratitude. Once again, I was bathed in good fortune when Darren Jellison and Shenandoah Thompson, they're also in a previous podcast, turned out to be the kind of guys who want to work on something bigger than themselves. They see something better for our industry. To them, to Darren and Shenandoah, it's not the long plastic hallway described by Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, no relation to Shenandoah Thompson. Darren is also an architect, and Shenandoah is also an actor. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash philcircle and look at the GBA Records, the Guilt by Association Records playlist, and there's a video of the three of us called Building Banter. So now here I am in 2020 looking for a clear vision at the start of a new decade. And I was sitting here thinking about the email I received from someone that I had never met prior to my show on the eve of the December 30th. A man and his wife heard me reflecting on gratitude from the stage. And that very night, he sent me an email that said, started with, Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful music and life. You had my wife and I as soon as you started talking about gratitude. The man went on to relate his own story of discovering and sharing this most powerful of all emotions and how he uses it to mentor others. You know, even science is talking about gratitude now. I found an article referenced a couple of times on LinkedIn, including in their daily rundown. It's what it implies, a daily rundown of things. And I read it every morning just about. Anyway, this article I found said that the healthy chemical oxytocin has been found to be produced when we express gratitude to someone. In fact, we get more of it by giving gratitude than receiving it. So we develop oxytocin in our body when somebody thanks us. We, we, we you know, create a little oxytocin and we feel good. But when we thank somebody else, we produce even more oxytocin. How cool is that? So, I'll be the first to admit it's hard to express gratitude when the deck appears stacked against you. And there's no question that there's evidence that people with no sense of gratitude seem to reap rewards in life. And it's pretty tough to ignore the negativity flying about every day from seemingly everywhere. But that's exactly 
why we need to seek it out. That's when I walk around my apartment and remember when my desk, my bed, and my kitchen table were all the floor in one Or I glance over at my wife, Megan, who's truly my best friend, and recall all the countless failed relationships that had me thinking I wasn't worth loving. Or I look over at the guitar I've had for more than 30 years and realize how hard I've worked, which reminds me of how capable I truly am. Or I look at my other four guitars and recall how only a few years ago I only had the one because I didn't believe myself skilled enough to justify the expense of more. Being capable means never giving up until you have what you came for. Failure is only in giving up on yourself. And trust me, the journey truly does teach you more than you asked for. Responding in gratitude, even for the hardships, will lead you down the right road without fail. Victory is in the obstacles. Winning is in our nature, because it's the true nature of humans and our intrinsic need to help each other and solve problems together. Look around. Do a little searching. Say something positive and and see how it deflates the negative. Point to beauty and ask if that's possible in an evil world. We've got this. I do. With you. And because of you. Because of us. So here's to the better angels of our nature. And here's to each of us inspiring just one other person to continue in the face of hardship. Here's to you for listening to this and looking for a little hope. I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for you. Thanks for listening. Peace.